Welcome to our three-hour Game of the Year 2016 extravaganza. Oh, this is going to take a while, but, you know, all the games that we've played this year, all the great games of 2016, we're going to go over every single one of them, and we're going to say what's good, what's bad, what's mediocre, the graphics, the gameplay, the sound, and then we will give you our Game of the Year. Rob, what are our nominees? Um... Doom? Doom, yeah. Doom. Um, Doom was a good game. Yeah, Doom was good. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed Doom. Doom's alright. Yeah, it was alright. Um, I guess Doom. Doom's uh, Doom's Game of the Year 2016. Sounds good. Yeah, done. What 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 do we do for the uh, next two hours, 59 minutes? A uh, whole bunch of bum and dick jokes. <laughs> people in internet land and welcome to the christmas special of game life balance australia i am your host robert bailey and i'm joined as always by the man who stole christmas on six consecutive occasions andrew ac yoshimura it would have been seven but uh that other grinch guy man we got like a thing going (laughs) we've got a competition yeah oh geez he just beat me to the post that one year he's good he's good at stealing christmas that fella yeah, you see, he gave back the presents, though. Mm. See, what I do is after I steal the presents, yeah. I, 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 I like take them back to the stores mm-hmm. and get store credit and then set the store on fire. Okay. <laughs> and then my store credit is useless. And then I complain to the head office. Do you do this dressed as Santa? Because that's, I think... Oh, oh God, no, Robert. I have some taste. Thank you very much. <laughs> I do it dressed as Jesus. I like you going tradition. You want to remind people what Christmas is really about. Yeah. While you're burning down their stores. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. He was he was a big burner of things, Jesus. Well Oh, is that someone else I'm thinking of? <laughs> you know what? This is the Christmas special, right? I get the feeling, Robbie, that it's gonna be no different from any of our other episodes. Yeah, it, it, look there'll be a, a there'll be a little hint of Christmas cheer mixed in with our usual brand of off colour humour. And uh, bad opinions about video games. So, uh, hey, my opinions are gold. <laughs> Unlike the game mm. that we played just before, which is our featured game. That's right, our featured game for this episode. Now we decided to do something different. Last year we played Christmassy games for the Christmas special of the original run of Game Life Balance, uh, but- which is interesting because yeah. our we racked our brains to say what kind of Christmassy games do we have. Mm. Um. And we scratched our heads for a while on this one. Mm. I came up with Home Alone for the Game Boy. Yes, and I came up with uh, was it Merry Gear Solid? Yeah, uh, for the PC. And um, this year we had even more trouble figuring out a Christmas game to play. Uh, so we decided not to bother, but <laughs> but do something that represents Australian Christmas because we're there in the we're in the Southern Hemisphere. And uh, it's summer down here for Christmas. It is summer in Australia. If you didn't know we we live on a, a globe that orbits. The sun and the, 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 rotates. The, the, yeah, it's a slightly askew. Yeah, it's slightly askew. So uh, if you're in the Spoken. south, it's actually summer. While in the northern hemisphere, it's winter. Shock horror, I know. 
Amazing. Amazing stuff. And i got to say, mm. summer, Christmas, mm-hmm. much better than winter Christmas. <laughs> you reckon? You think... Yeah, because I've I've experienced both. Right mm. now, it's, it's it's not quite fifty fifty, but okay. uh, I've experienced you know over a decade's worth of um, worth of cold and occasionally snowing white Christmases. Okay, so it's actually better cold than snowing, but summer beats them all. So you think snow, right? Yeah. You think, oh, it's going to be lovely, romantic with an open fire. Yeah. That's like one hut. Somewhere in the middle of Europe, where that's like the romantic ideal, <laughs> and that's that's it. Yeah. Because like everywhere else, you know, like people still have to go to work, mm. you know, the day before or the day after Christmas, mm-hmm. or sometimes even on Christmas. Yes. And the thing about snow, this is that some people forget. Snow is cold. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard it's cold, and, and it's s- it's actually wet. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, and it. After it compacts down and freezes, it turns funny colours, often browny, yellowy kind of colours and sludgy. It's mm. difficult to walk through because it's slippery and then everyone has snow chains on their cars and then when they go down the, the road and, you know, like rip up the asphalt and it's just, it's an annoying sound. Okay. It's an annoying, snow is very annoying. Mm. And then when it's, even if it's not snowing, it's cold and then you can't do anything. It's like, right. what are you going to do? Stay inside, I guess. Hide inside the house. Exactly. Lock, lock the door. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you can light a fire. Most Here's what people don't understand. <laughs> Most places don't have a fireplace. Yeah, yeah. You can some do, on, some do, but a lot don't. You turn on, like, the sort of the bar heater or something, but it's a lot less... How romantic. <laughs> exactly. Let's all huddle around the air conditioning duct. Yep. Uh, yeah, I can see your point. But summer, we go swimming here. Yeah. We, we get up around 10, crack mm-hmm. open a beer. It's a drinking day. Yes. A compulsory drinking day. There are fines for not drinking. Oh, God, my Christmas family gets so drunk on Christmas. I'm not even joking. They... They get so drunk on Christmas. Oh my god! Wonderful. Yeah. Marvelous. I could tell you stories. I've seen, I've seen relatives, close relatives, fall on their ass from being so drunk. I'm not even joking about that. Literally falling over drunk, um, because it's it's Christmas. That's what you do at Christmas. You um. You drink. You and pound then, down a whole bunch of cheap booze, and then you you have a barbecue. Usually, yes. uh, Sometimes, like we used to go swimming, which mm-hmm. was very nice. Yep. And despite all of this, mm. despite all of this marvellous Christmas cheer that's in Australia, mm. I still hate Christmas. Yeah. And what, what a stupid holiday. One of the things that um, I think you'll agree is one of the least attractive aspects of Christmas is that when you turn the TV on on Boxing Day, yep. uh, you don't see uh, you know a good holiday movie. You don't get to see Home Alone or nope. Die Hard nope. or any of the other Christmas classics. Nope. Uh, what you do see is a bunch of... Men standing in a field, 30 degree heat, throwing a ball at a bunch of sticks. Uh, it's otherwise known as the game of cricket, uh, which oh. is a hallowed tradition in Australian culture. Uh, we invented cricket, you know. I mean, the English say they invented it like thousands of years ago. But yeah. we actually invented it. Is that first? right? Yeah, they, you know. I mean, I've got it on good authority. <laughs> okay. I don't know whether to believe you or not, but AustraliaAussieWiki.com. Sure. Okay, sure. So we invented cricket. Uh-huh. We went back in time and generously gave it. To the English, thousands of years ago. And they got it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to be playing a cricket game. Well, no, playing a cricket game. We've already played a cricket game. We've already played a cricket Why game. Why do you think I'm in such a bad mood? We've, we've, taken, we've taken the pain out of this by already playing a cricket game for you. But now we're going to put the pain back in by explaining how the game of cricket is played. International Cricket... For the Nintendo Entertainment System. There was a cricket game for the NES. And it was made in Australia. I thought it might have been. Because we invented cricket. So. Yeah, exactly. Not the English. That's what They'll tell you they invented cricket. They're wrong. 
We invented cricket, apparently in 1992. Uh, (laughs) According to this Wikipedia page, which I'm reading, the ashes go back to sometime last century, early last century, but who cares? Yeah. So uh, it was made by a company called Beam Software. They also did uh, another Australian game called Aussie Rules Footy. Ah, So two deeply Australian sports. It's it's so deeply Australian that it hurts. It, It does hurt. It's, it's a terrible game as well, actually. But these uh, are both the only two mm. Australian-only NES games. Oh, that's noteworthy. They'll work on any PAL console in Europe as mm-hmm. well, but I don't think they were ever really exported outside of uh, of Australia. I okay. think maybe there may have been a limited run or a limited export to Europe, mm. uh, but there weren't many of them. So, uh, the game of cricket. I would like to admit... <laughs> that although I know everything about this game, yeah. I would like to hear you describe it to me in your own words. I sure. know nothing. I know nothing about cricket. <laughs> I'm breaking down right now. I admit uh, it. Look, I actually am one of those sad souls that kind of likes cricket. Um, I don't understand all of the rules like fully. The only sport, I think I mentioned before, the only sport I really understand properly is rugby league. Yeah. Uh, so cricket, there's gaps in my knowledge. But I'm going to do my best. To describe the game of cricket to our international listeners. Okay. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a stab. I'll okay. give it a red hot go, as they say. Right, all right. So, all right. So, game of cricket. Yeah. So, how it works is um, the night before the game, yep. you drink a slab of beer. Okay. There's yep. 24 cans of beer. 24, yep. That's a slab. Um, and then you, you vomit into a toilet. Yep. Uh, and then you, you roam the streets chanting obnoxious slogans. Yep. Um, throwing bricks into the windows of local shopkeepers and small business owners. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Despite the fact that they're on your side and they yep. like cricket too. Yep. Uh, you urinate um, in alleyways. Um, and you put on, like, women's underwear and run around naked or semi-naked for some reason. Do, do you catcall um, women? You know, harass them in the streets? And, yeah. And oh, yeah, you yeah. do. Yes. There's a lot of that, actually. It's, a, it's actually 95% that. Hmm. Um, but then the rest, the other five percent is the vomiting and the urinating. You got to take um, it very seriously, you know. Yeah, that that's where the slab comes in. And then you wake up, um, just absolutely just buggered the next day. Yep. You get up, um, you put on a nice pair of white crisp ironed pants, a nice uh, white uh, shirt, mm-hmm. uh, a nice little vest, a cute little little knitted vest, um, little a knitted vest. Yeah, and a sweet little cap like what a, a cabbie in nineteen thirties England would wear. Okay. And you go out into a, a field where it's 40 degrees Celsius or like, you know, 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Yep. Um, with no shade. And you um, you stand there for hours while um, men off in the distance somewhere throw uh, a ball at, at three sticks that are stuck into the ground. Um, this sounds like my kind of game. Yeah. All the way up until you stand in the field, <laughs> I like everything about this game. But I think the point, the, everything, the pre-match preparation is very important. Uh, and and Australians are experts at that at that particular um, aspect of of the cricketing game, uh, cricketology as it's known. Cricketology. Uh, All right. So, how many people? I'm, I'm going to ask you a series of questions oh here. Dear, okay. How many people are in each squadron? Okay. Of so, cricketeers. Of cricket- <laughs> All right. So so you've got you've got ten cricket smiths. Cricket smith, yes. In that. So okay. So you have got an innings, right? Yep. And I'm already bored. <laughs> so you got. So you've got uh, off leg, you've got silly silly off leg, you've got um, off stump, you've got off the moon, you've got, you've got wacky off leg. 
I love you've wacky got, off leg. You've got short, long. You've got long, short. Yeah. You've got short round. Yep. You've got. I love that guy as well. Yeah. Short <laughs> round. He drives that car with blocks of wood strapped to his leg. It's, it's very funny. This um, is, this is going to be one of those podcasts <laughs> where we refuse to talk about the game because the game is terrible. <laughs> so basically, what what cricket is is you're ten blokes on the field. Yep. They're trying to catch the ball. Um, that the other wait okay let me start again okay so you got <laughs> someone hits the ball before they try and catch it right so right the, uh, the basic idea of cricket the basic idea okay. is you put three sticks in the ground yes and uh, and then you place on top of those three sticks yep. little smaller sticks right? and they're called the wickets yeah well the, the wickets with the bale on top and there's and there's and that's one wicket yes. and then you make another wicket yep down the other like a bit bit far away from and this all has to be played on the forest moon of Endor that's right I do believe yes so uh, that's where wicket is from. That's, that's right. Good. You know, you know that cricket. I know. You weren't lying. There is to know. You know, he wasn't lying when he said he knows everything about cricket. Oh, cricket. I cricket. <laughs> so you have these wickets, right? And then, uh, then you get you and your mate. Yep. And you have these big wooden bat things, and you stand in front of the wickets. So, and you stand in front of them, and people throw like leathery balls at the wicket, and you've got to stop the ball from hitting the wicket. You've got to stop whatever you do. Don't let that ball hit the wicket. Okay. Because that's bad. Because Ewoks are a protected species. That's right. They're, then they're endangered. Um, protected wildlife. You probably shouldn't have put three sticks in them, but that's that's beside the point. <laughs> yes. You know, look, they love it. Um, so what you do is... I know, I know I have a good authority that, that they, they enjoy that. Uh, you defend your wicket from the balls that people throw at them. Um, and you hit them, and uh, if someone catches the ball, you're out. You're out. And if someone hits your wicket, you're out. And if you hit the ball so far that it hits the uh, the edge of the of the playing field, the uh, the cricket sphere, as it's called. Oh yes, uh, yes, yes. Then you get four points. And if you hit it over the edge of the cricket field, you get six points. And if you hit it outside of the stadium, you get a home run. And, <laughs> okay, so and if you hit it onto your neighbor's car in street cricket, that's that's like a hundred points. Well, if you smash a window. Forget it, like game over. Basically, yeah, it really is game over. Trust um, me, we've done that before. Yes. So I'm more, I'm more familiar with uh, backyard cricket and street cricket. Mm. So, which is the more, which is the more sort of like we're not going to explain cricket very well. Look it up on. <laughs> no, actually, just just look up. So go to Google, type in a uh, 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 test match cricket, mm-hmm. and then there's there will be like one still photo there mm. of just like seeing like two guys between the wickets and. Mm. A bunch of people standing around it, yeah. and they're not moving because it's a still image. That's cricket. Just, and just stare at that still image yeah. for about an hour um, while you turn and you turn your heating in your house up to like you know max, and drink and then just drink a lot of beer because you're bored. And that's cricket. That is basically cricket. Like yeah. cricket. <laughs> so we played <laughs> NES cricket. Yeah. Yes, because N- we NES wanted a summer game. Yeah. NES international cricket. We did not know how to play. Uh, I bought my uh, Retro Freak mm-hmm. uh, with that game loaded on. I do have the original cartridge. Yeah. Over to Rob's. Uh, we had no idea how to play. Mm-hmm. The controls, it's fair to say, weren't particularly intuitive. No. No, it didn't It didn't play how you'd expect. And also, we don't know actually how to play cricket. So that, that was a bit of a hurdle we had to jump <laughs> over. Which turns out, hurdle jumping is not part of the game of cricket. No. I, I'm surprised to find that, actually. It would have been better, wouldn't it? Wouldn't cricket be better if there was a hurdle in the middle of the of the feet, of the pitch, and every time you try and go for a run, you have to hop over the. So a run is when you run between uh, between the wickets between the wickets and score single points. Yeah, so that would have been fun. Uh, so the graphics for this game aren't too bad, I suppose. They're pretty look, pretty decently it's an sized. Game, so yeah. you know you can't expect too much. 
It was but, a pretty small team working on this. Yeah. But look, you know what? It's it's a pretty good representative of 8-bit sporting games, you know? Because when you've only got two buttons to press on, on the D-pad, there's only so much you can do. Um, and they do a good job of simplifying things for you because from what we can tell from the time we spent playing it, both buttons seem to do pretty much the same thing. Yeah, um, this, this could have been an Atari game, yeah, basically. Yeah, it really could have been. So I think that you are meant to have combinations. Mm. Like, um, that you're not meant to show the other person when you're bowling. Mm. Like, it says stupid things like forward leg or left, wicket, pitch. Long, short, etc. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, you can press those in combinations. And you can sometimes kind of get a spin when you're bowling. And you'll kind yeah. of, like, you know, twiddle your thumbs. Sometimes it'll spin, sometimes it won't. Sometimes you can bowl the exact same way and get 16 million different results. Yeah. Uh, and it's... I don't know. Like, it's not clear what you're doing wrong or right, really. Apparently, if you master the game and yeah. you're against the computer, you can bowl the computer out every time. <laughs> if you've mastered the game. I don't have the instructions yeah. for this. I don't think the instructions would have helped. No. I mean, look, we were playing an old game without the instructions. Uh, just diving in and seeing what happens. So, with a big grain of salt, um, I think this is a pretty mediocre kind of a game. It's so It does the trick. It, it does the it, trick. It is cricket. Yeah. We did play cricket. Yeah. Um, one of it, We played fast game where it just randomly selects uh, two, two different sides. Yeah. And you're playing innings each and then that's it. So it's over in like 20 minutes, basically. I'd say it was like 30 minutes. It was a long... I think it felt like 30 minutes. <laughs> I'd say it felt like two hours. Yeah. We played twice. Uh, Rob won the first game. Uh-huh. And... Um, I think Boredom won the second game. <laughs> because, like, oh, we got the measure of this. Oh, yeah. let's play one more time. Yeah. And then about, like, five minutes into that next match, I think mm. we were both kind of going, oh, why did we play another game of this? You can play, like, a full test match. Yeah. If, you, if, you're, if you're feeling particularly crazy. Yeah. Um, I remember, I imagine back in the day, if you were into cricket, this game would have been fun. And you, would have, and you, you probably would have enjoyed playing a full test match of this game. I think it's the kind um, of game that if you and a friend come over and you've got like a whole day, if you're like 10 or 11 years old, you have an NES, mm. it's the middle of summer, it's actually too hot to go outside, despite the fact that your parents are like, go outside and play. It's like, no, I'll melt. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then they say, fine, stay inside, play your stupid little game. Yeah. You could spend a day playing that game and, you know, both of you... I'm guessing if you're fairly new at it or fairly experienced at it, would mm. probably have a good time figuring stuff out, how to play. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is that it's a pretty simplistic game of bowling and hitting the ball. Yeah. And it can get very frustrating. I think I think part of the frustration for us was that we didn't know what we were doing. I think part of the frustration as well is the way the mechanics work of when you hit the ball, mm. it's automatically the closest person to the ball, which is not necessarily the best person to get the ball. Oh, you mean, when, when so when you're fielding... When you're fielding, the, yeah. The, the, you have control over the, the, the fielder that's in the closest proximity to wherever the ball yeah. is. And that can be not necessarily be what you want. No, uh, because what the game thinks is best and what you think is best uh, is, is, is quite frustrating because it'll switch yeah. a lot. And then the perspective will often switch around. Like you think, mm. oh, I'm running towards the ball. And then the perspective shifts. Because the the, the yeah, batter you, hit it from the other side, yeah, and you think, oh, I thought I was on the top, but I'm actually on the bottom. Yeah, you do. Ch- it does follow the rules of cricket, with, like you change ends. So mm. at the end of each over, you um, the bowler bowls from a different direction. So you know, hitting the ball, holding left on the D pad and hitting the ball will produce a different result in the next over, and that can really throw you off. So I think once you're used to the game, you'd you'd probably learn to cope with that sort of stuff. 
But like for us, just diving in, it was very confusing because it seemed for a long time we didn't really realize. I think initially that you that they were changing ends, so it did sort of feel very random. Like you know, one time you hit it holding a particular direction and it goes one way. Yeah, and next if, time if you it try goes and the other way and uh, try and replicate the results as well. Just say yeah. you get the same ball and then you try and do the exact same thing. Even if you get the timing right, it still seems a little random. Yeah, like, it'll still like you just get a short leg. It'll bounce off and yeah. There were some things... I, f- I figured out some things that I could replicate. Yeah. Like, if I held down and left, like, di- like sort of di- diagonally down and left and hit the ball, it would go pretty much consistently in this particular direction, and that was good. But the other directions, I just it just didn't seem to have that same consistency, so I didn't really ever figure out exactly how to bat properly. And b- bowling, I think you'll agree, AC, I was particularly sucky at. I was okay um, at bowling. Like, I, I bowled you a lot more times than you yeah, bowled me. Yeah, But, yeah, the batting one, I just never got the timing right for that. And yeah. I think timing is a big part of this game. Yeah. And I think after you master the mechanics or get frustrated at the mechanics, mm. I think that's when the game's over. Yeah. Because there's no challenge left and it's 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 simplistic enough that you just kind of went, okay, that that's the measure of this game. Yeah, in some ways, I think the fun for us was... It's weird to say it, but it was more fun when we didn't know how to play it. Yeah, and we the were second just... game was a lot less fun. Because yeah. like, we were just fumbling around going, oh, this is funny, we don't know what we're doing, we hate cricket. Yeah. And uh, then, well, I don't really hate it. No, no, no. Yeah, but when 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 it actually when we actually started to figure out how to play it properly, you can kind of suddenly realise that it is very basic. It is very simplistic. Um, and it lost some of the charm. You I know? think it's fair to say that, yeah, yeah it did kind of... I think we've I think we've spent too much time talking about cricket. Yeah. Um, so, would you recommend this game? Look, I tell you what. As I'll I'll stop being sarcastic and be a little bit earnest now. I actually do enjoy cricket a lot. Um, and this game does a pretty good job of simulating some of the strategy of cricket. So it was probably one of the first kind of not it's not the first. It was one of the first cricket games, yeah. I suppose that kind of t- tried to take it more seriously. There were cricket PC games before this as well. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. And we played we played other um, cricket video games in the past. We played Shane Warne's Cricket on the Mega Drive or something. We did. We, uh, we all, there is also a sequel to this game called Super International Cricket for uh, the Super uh, Super Nintendo. I think I enjoyed this more than the others because it was quite simple. Hmm. Um, but it does it does a few things right. Like it gets the whole strategy of bowling right. Like you can bowl a whole bunch of short balls, which means that you know it bounces earlier on the pitch and and then and therefore comes at the batsman sort of like at shoulder height or head yeah. height. You do it over and over and over again, and they, and they start to expect you to do that. Mm. And then all of a sudden you bowl long, and they're like caught off guard. And and the game lets you do those sorts of tactics, which is I mean it's basically it's fundamental so- to the whole game of cricket but it's just nice to see that it it lets you do that you yeah, know? yeah um and the batting but if you're not things, even paying attention to the yeah. tactics used you're just kind of going ah i missed again well, I mean, uh. in some ways that argument instead of saying well if you don't care about the game and don't bother playing it well then you won't enjoy it so it's <laughs> That's not true. really a good argument but but there are some sports yeah, game where i don't yeah. like the sport yeah but, but i do enjoy playing the game yes. and i think and you know i think super international cricket i like a bit more yeah this one I think you have to like cricket to like it, really. Yeah, yeah. and and you probably even have to understand it to a certain degree. And even then, I, you might not like. It. Yeah, I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying I'm a, I'm not a big fan of cricket, mm. but I got to say I don't recommend this game. No, I'd probably give it like a seven out of ten if I had to score it. So that's not a glowing recommendation, really. Look, the best um, thing about this game is if you get 
if you're out without scoring a run in mm. a cricket, that's called a duck. Mm. And then uh, in the game, uh, the player gets struck by lightning and you turn into a duck. Yes. And you think, that's funny for the first time, but then you see it over and over and over and over <laughs> again. You think, oh, I hate that duck so much. It does have digitized speech as well, which is charming the first time you hear it. And then yeah. in grating after the 20th or 30th yeah. time you hear you're it. You're out. You're out. Not out. <laughs> the dude sounds really angry about it. He does. I, I think, you know, uh, the digitized speech was pretty poor back then. But yeah. you know what? It's it's a cricket game. Yeah. It's a cricket game. It's a uniquely Australian game it's, for the for just, the NES. It's, the, it's Australia's favourite pastime. But if and, you're going to import mm, a PAL game, you know, if, you th- if, you, if you're like in America going, man, I really want to get a taste of some of those games that were unreleased for the um you know for the North American territory mm. don't don't choose this one no there's there's there probably are, there are other better pal games than that yeah definitely but you know it is cricket it is australian it is very summery yeah it does sort of speak to me in that sense of like well this is what's on telly when it's christmas time so uh you know it gets a pass for that but i don't think either of us are saying go out and get this game if you if you do like, despite the fact that it is an Australian-only game, it's not that expensive. It's like 30 bucks on eBay, free shipping, I think. So, mm. if you do want it, because you're trying to collect PAL games, go for it. I guess. That's the only reason I could think of buying it, though. Alright, well, um, with that uh, ringing endorsement... Ringing. Why don't we move on to our Game Life Balance segment? So the only good thing about cricket were the personalities. I mean, like, there was Boone. Yep. Booney. Boonster. The Boon... Well, I don't think anyone ever called him the... But David Boone. Old Boono. <laughs> no one ever called him that either. But he was basically a big mustachioed man. Not particularly fit. No. But uh, he, he was a great cricket player. Yeah, he looked like a bikey. And he... Yeah, he does look like a bikey. Yeah. He, and, like, I've heard the man speak, and he, he just looks like this larger-than-life personality, but he's actually quite shy. Mm. He's actually, yeah, yeah, good day, mate. Yep. How's it going? Always, like, very, like, one-syllable answers sorts of things. <laughs> like, yep, mm, right, yeah. And he was the mm. one who broke the tinny record. He, That's right. <laughs> he, he drank 52 beers between Australia and New Zealand. 5-2. 52 beers. <laughs> and that was the record, and I think the previous record was actually held by former Prime Minister Bob Hawke. <laughs> surprised I know he had the record for the fastest yard yard glass he did yeah, yeah which is like and then if you don't know a yard glass is an enormous glass of beer um, which is like a yard in length which is like sort of and how many feet is a yard I don't know I'm gonna google that hey Siri how many feet are in a yard three feet it's a three foot long beer glass so there you go and, um, and, yeah, and we're talking about beer again, are we? Yeah. But yeah, there was there was the personalities <laughs> getting distracted of um, the game, and you know it, they just went out and did their sport, and yeah. And then, but then, like there was this guy called Shane Warne who yeah. we've talked about before, who was just massive, like a massive sleaze monger. Yeah. And yes. then he kind of ruined the personality business of cricket for a while, I think, because yeah. he just he just kind of he made it too about what his off-field antics were. Yes. Yes. I and, remember there was a big. Bruhaha! Uh, when he started smoking at some point, he yeah. decided he decided middle of his career. You know what would be good for me as a as an athlete and and as a role model for children to start smoking cigarettes. <laughs> you know, I mean, the funny thing is the cricket's the kind of game where you could smoke a pack a day and still probably be fine. <laughs> you know, and it's true. And 
So the commentators in cricket were probably more famous than many of the players because it was the same commentators for years and years and years. And as you pointed out before, mm. it's a, a, a test match can last a week mm. and there can be no winner at the end sometimes. <laughs> yes. And like, yeah. you have to feel like, what, eight hours a day, 12 hours a day or something ridiculous like that. So mm-hmm. they don't always talk about cricket. No. And at, at, before like they would just make, you know, piffy little comments and stuff like that. But then the, the sponsorship got involved and then yeah. all of a sudden it was like, Yes, that's the uh, that's the the KFC play of the match, and then yep. it's like the Schweppes yep. classic catch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then they start saying things like, "And uh, if you're enjoying the game, then stay tuned later on because coming up next it's CSI Miami." <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah, there was really there really are corporate shells at this point. But um, there is there is a cheat for this. Yeah. So they have so whoever has the rights is usually Channel Nine or Channel Seven in Australia. Mm. Have the television rights yeah. to cricket, but not the radio rights. I think I think like the radio can probably go to a couple of people. So people use the ABC radio commentary, mm. which is like commercial free. Yes, and then they just put the television on yeah. mute. That's what I would always do. That, this is my my <laughs> so method of cricket watching. Cricket hack. Yes, I think we're gonna start. We're gonna start. Just whatever you think is a clever idea. Yeah. For the rest of this, we're gonna say cricket hack. Okay, fair enough. Sounds good. We'll come back to that later. But I am mixing Red Bull and beer. Cricket hack. (laughs) Genius. Um, Hashtag cricket hack. I love this. I love this new obnoxious thing we're starting. (laughs) Um, No, I I really enjoyed listening to the ABC commentary for cricket because they go way off the rails in a way that the the commercial TV commentators never would. Yeah. So they will literally... I literally listened to probably about 20 minutes of one of the commentators making jokes at the expense of one of the commentators who was from India. <laughs> and it wasn't racist, it was just it was just him making really weird jokes about like, oh what did you have a dinner last night and stuff. It was just really it was really weird and like sort of like in jokes that no one else would get. And I just enjoyed listening to this supposedly professional broadcaster just, just sit back and act like no one was listening well, to what he was with, talking about. Without pictures. Yeah. Like without pictures you need to fill that airspace somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And that must be really, really difficult with the game of cricket. Yeah. Because, like, cricket, half of the time, they don't hit the ball. Mm. They don't chase after the ball. They're just no balls. Yeah. Like, no- nothing happens. Yeah. Or they're just sort of, like, you know... Kind in, of in, in, um, milling around. In baseball, they call it bunting. Mm. That sort of thing where you just, you just like, basically bludgeon the ball to the ground. Or just even just sort of put your bat out, mm. at like, sort of horizontal, like, vertically, sorry. And just... And, and it's just, part of the strategy. Uh, yeah, and the ball just bounces harmlessly off it. And you can... Sometimes that will happen for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, right. That'll just keep going and going um, and going. And then when somebody actually hits it, yeah. you think it's an amazing thing. There are people out there who meditate to cricket. Yeah. There are cricket meditators who find it so relaxing yeah. that their heart stops. Well, I think this is the thing. I This is one of the things I actually really like about cricket. And it sounds insane, but you can put it on the TV. That's what I used to do when I lived in a one-bedroom apartment. Is I'd put cricket on the TV. Yeah. And then I'd play video games. And I basically just glance over every now and then and just check up on what's happening on the cricket. So you can that is um, how you can watch cricket. It's, it's yeah. L- so few things happen mm. that you can just glance at it every couple of it's minutes. It's the kind of thing you can have on just on the weekend and wander around house doing housework and stuff and still just take a peek every now and then and check what the score is and you know and that's and that's enough participation to understand what's going on. So um, yeah, it's a fascinating game. <laughs> that's that's why I hate cricket though. Yeah. Is because it makes me think. Yeah. It, because like when you're watching it, it's like, oh, this is so boring. Mm. What am I going to do about that thing? Oh my god, there's so many, there's so many problems in the world, and cricket is not solving any of them. <laughs> Why do we bother with cricket? I'm not solving anything either. Yeah. 
It is a lot. It is a lot like sitting in a room with your own thoughts, except it just happens to be cricket playing. On the, the, TV, the problem so. is that my thoughts are evil, yeah. and I don't want to sit in any room with my thoughts. If you want to be distracted from from the um, you know the yawning emptiness that is human existence, then then cricket is not the sport for you. <laughs> Probably not. Um, Anyway, so, on that cheerful note... Alright, yes, yes, yes. So, what games have you been playing lately other than international cricket? <laughs> it's pretty, it's a pretty short answer, really. It's just been The Witcher 3. I mean, I've, it's, I'm the kind of person that just plays more or less one game, maybe two at most, at a time, until I either complete them or get so sick of them that I never want to play them again. Um, so, I've been playing The Witcher 3 pretty much consistently for the last two weeks. Um, progressing through it... I'll tell you something. I'm... At the point now with this game where, like, it is very impressive. Yeah. It is, um, it's kind of like medieval GTA is how I would call it. Um, without, with less of that sort of running around creating havoc. Um, but in the sense of, you know, this is gorgeous, well-crafted open world that you can explore with, that feels very alive, you know? I, I finally went to this big city and a lot of the missions I'm doing now are set in this city. And it really does feel like GTA in the sense that this is very well-populated city with lots of NPCs wandering about. Um, it feels very alive. Like, you can wander in people's houses and things like that. It just feels like an inhabited place. Are the NPCs um, interesting to talk to or interact with in any way? In some... It's kind of good that they're not, because it just makes you focus on the plot. And I have been focusing on just trying to get through the main story, because um, I don't have tons of time to yeah. do all the side stuff. And I know this game is rife with side stuff, so I'm trying my best not to get distracted. But um, the point I was making was that it's just... It's a very impressive game visually and in the scope of it, and uh, the um, the writing is very good. It's 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 a it's kind of a masterpiece, really. And so I have nothing to, but good things to say about it. But I'm at the point with the game now where, and you probably know what this is like when you first play a game you're that's good, you're you're sort of bowled over by it, like wow, this is such a great game. Oh my gosh, I can't believe these things are happening. Oh, this is a new mechanic. Oh, there's a new way of doing. I can't believe they threw that new challenge at me and that sort of thing um that honeymoon period is kind of over now and i kind of understand now what the game is kind of all about i think i'd love i'd love for it to surprise me some more but i understand the mechanics now i understand the leveling up system i understand how to craft new equipment i am pretty okay at the fighting um I figured out how to use the different magic options that you have. Well, so there's not a lot of surprises coming at you I anymore. I don't. It's more the plot that is keeping me going. So that's good, point. though. I mean, you know, it's yeah. if you've discovered all the mechanics and you've got the hang more of them, or less, yeah. Then yeah. you know the plot's really the only other thing that can really keep you involved. But the mechanics in the game are good. In like a large, as good as mechanics are. Yeah. If you've mastered them, mm. uh, you know what else can you really do? Well, I wouldn't even say I've mastered it, but it's more that I just understand what the game is doing. You know, like I, I, I think that I can still get much better at the fighting. Um, I'd like to get better at it. Like, there's this mechanic. You, there's this mechanic you can use where you, um, you parry. So if you hold down a button, um, you hold up your sword and you just block attacks that come at you. But if you, if you press the block button at the precise moment where they're swinging at you, you parry and knock them off guard, and then you can get sort of like a free hit in. Right. And I'm not particularly good at doing that. And I'd like to get to the point... That's kind of the last challenge for me with the combat, is getting to the point where I can consistently parry and riposte. Because right now I'm usually just using the dodge button to sort of dodge around them and then attack them from the rear or, you know... Or just bludgeon them with my sword to break their guard. 
Um, so it's not the kind of game yeah. that you can you can button mash, is it? You, you need some no. some amount of skill yeah. to be able to actually fight off your enemies. Pretty much the, on the difficulty setting I'm playing, and this this it makes me understand the difficulty settings a bit more now, having played it for a while. Because when you start the game, it gives you this big like five or six different options. I want to say for like difficulty settings, ranging from the lowest one is like I just want to get through the game. Pretty much, is mm. it describes it as like just just let me get through the game. I don't care about. Bit, you know, skill or anything like that. I picked the one up from that, which was like, oh, uh, you know, I want a bit of a challenge. You know, I want to mm. be challenged by this game. The next one up was like, I'm, I'm super hardcore Witcher fan, and I want to play. You know, I want you know a really good witchery, witchy time or something. You know, um, and I can see what they would do with that one was is just make the the fighting a lot more tight and require you to to dodge and parry a lot more often to be able to win. So. Um, yeah, so the, the combat's good. It's it's not that the mechanics are boring. It's more that I think I understand what the game is doing and what it, what its limitations nice. are. You know, um, so what's propelling me forward now is mainly just wanting to see what happens next with the plot and explore more of the world. Leveling up my dude is fun as well. It's nice to see numbers getting bigger. It's that whole you know role playing game thing of like, oh look, my attack is is twelve. It used to be ten. You know that sort of thing. Um, so. Uh, yeah, enjoying that, but I don't have much else to say, really. I'm still being a complete asshole, still <laughs> screwing people over and picking the worst options but I can pick. there's been no consequences <clears throat> for that just yet. Not yet, not really. I I suspect I may have missed out on a thing or two, because um, people will be like, Help, help, I need her, my, my son's been kidnapped, and I'm like, moving on. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just ride right past I don't them. have time for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally, and if they if they engage me in a cut and scene where I can't get out of it, I always say, oh, I don't have time for this. <laughs> um... Which is mm. kind of true. But so what are kid. you? So what are you doing for Christmas <coughs> vacation then? Because we're we're fast coming up to um, yeah. to Christmas break. Yeah, and you have shutdown for your. I do for your work. I do shutdown begins um, on the day before Christmas Eve for us. Um, but I've taken an extra week off, so the whole week leading up to Christmas. So you're almost off for the year then. Yeah, I've got one, I've got one more week. We're recording this um, a little early. I've got one more week of work. Uh, and then I'm on leave um, for nice. three weeks, back back to work again on the 9th of, of January. So yeah, that's, that's a, a nice you, little you, break. You got a good break. That's a good size break. Then. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be really, really good to re- refill the uh, the tank. Um, because it's been a very tough year. I mean, you're in the midst of the first year of parenthood right now. Hmm. And let me tell you, by the end of it, man, it's exhausting. So I'm exhausted now. <clears throat> looking forward to having a drink with my wife on New Year's Eve. And kissing goodbye to what's been probably the hardest, but also the most rewarding year of my life. Um, got so yeah, three weeks. I've not much plans though. But we're having a bit of a staycation, as they call it. Um, we don't have a lot of money stashed away, so we can't really travel. But we will try and get out of the house and uh, you know do a couple things around town. Maybe go to the the museum and the gallery and some see some of the um, exhibitions and things that are on around the place. Um, what uh, I suppose. When she's a little bit older, you could actually, like, just get a, a tent and, like, go down to the south coast and, like, just pitch a tent for, like, a couple of days, like, at a caravan park and yeah. like, have, have the cheapest of cheap holidays, but we're planning on right on the in... beach is going to be, would be quite nice. Yeah, we're planning on doing that in February, going, going, getting a little beach house for a weekend or something. And, That'd be nice. Um, you know, just having a weekend away. Down yep, the... just you, Meg, Ruby, and your old buddy oh, AC. Oh, God. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> I'm going to be home alone then. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Yes, let's talk about that off air. <laughs> um, no, hey, no, I want <laughs> not not when I'm coming to like invade your holiday and personal space. <laughs> oh, God, 
Just don't, don't, when I'm going to be home alone. Don't turn up in that mankini again. I don't want to... All right, fine. I won't wear it. That was a visual. I won't wear anything at all. That's seared into my memory, that image of you. <laughs> just just wax your, wax your bikini line next time, all right? Um, but, yeah, not a lot of plans holiday-wise, other than just spending some quality time with the family, so... Uh, that's, that's pretty much been my Christmas leave plans. I did, it's not bad. And uh, it's your birthday tomorrow right, as well. That's right. So, I mean, when you hear this, it will have been like Rob's birthday two weeks ago or yeah. at least a week and a half ago or something like that. So, yeah. happy birthday, Mr. Smithers. <laughs> so, Rob's, bir- <laughs> mm, Rob's birthday is on the 10th of uh-huh. December, if you, if you want to give him a, um... A steam code to Barbie's adventures or something like that. I don't know. That's what he really wants out of life. That's pretty much... How did you know? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Birthdays are fun for me. I'm not one of those people that dreads birthdays. I don't don't find birthdays depressing, like a lot of people seem to do. But I don't like making a big deal out of them. Like, I don't... I tend not to have parties and stuff like that. So this year, Meg's going to make me a special uh, birthday dinner. Um, And uh, I'm basically just going to take the day off and just relax. Maybe... Play some games, watch some TV, and are you, um, you going to have a day without the kid? Are not, you... not without the kid, but I think I'm going to have some leeway. I think I'm going to be able to to milk it so that I can, um, uh, you know, get some time, some me time. Uh, and are you going to get any presents? There's presents. I'm not sure what they involve, but there is a uh, a little. I wouldn't call it a pile. That's probably doing it too much. But like, there's there's a little stash of presents waiting for me. So, Ooh, do you know um, do you know what any of them are? No. I have no idea. No idea. I don't. I don't like spoil. I don't like spoiling. These you don't things. like rattling the presents and no, going. No. I am not Tradamus. <laughs> I can predict what these presents are. This is socks and two hand grenades. <laughs> the funny thing is, as you get older, socks become more of an appealing present. You're like, you know what? I could use some socks. <laughs> you know what? You know how I buy socks now. Yeah. I buy them like ten at a time from Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> which is like the ultra cheap store where you can like yeah. get like three pairs for six bucks or whatever. Mm. And then you wear through those in a couple of months. Mm. You throw them all out and you go back and get another 10 pairs. Yeah. I Is lo- that why you don't mix the old ones and the new ones? Yeah. There's some holes and some don't have holes. I love the decadent the decadent pleasure of a new pair of socks. Like how <laughs> soft and lovely they feel. Yeah. It, it is like the height of hedonism for me to put on a nice... Soft pair of socks. It's. Yeah. I'm kind of a sock. <laughs> I, like, I, I have a particular taste in socks. Mm. You know how like, the, 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 there's the seam on the inside of the socks? I hate if that gets underneath your toes. Yes. It, like, it, me it crazy. gets so like frustrating when you're walking and you have mm. to take off your shoe and readjust everything. That's yep. why I like like very small seams with like with no like little thread pieces at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the other problem is that I take size 13 feet uh, shoes. That's, so that's, need, that's a big foot. It's a big foot, yeah. Mm. As you can see, you know, my feet are quite big. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't see that at home. No. Maybe. I, maybe, I can see it. Maybe that could be the mm. image. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, they're bigger than mine, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yep. That can be the image for the uh, for the podcast, my lovely feet. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to find a picture of feet from the movie The Hobbit. <laughs> All hairy and horrible. Mine aren't that hairy. No, but I'm going to make it out like they're your... <laughs> Um, or like, I don't know, Harry the Hen- Harry and the Hen- That's almost like Harry the Henderson. <laughs> That's the sequel. You know, Harry he the- eats them and, and takes on their Henderson powers. <laughs> <laughs> he that wears- should really be the other way around. He but, wears yeah. their skins. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> would, would, if you get the rights to Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, That's God. totally what you do. Don't say that because they probably are working on some bloody awful remake of that movie. Yeah, right but now. I don't. I don't want the remake. I want the sequel where he just goes nuts and like kills the family and wears their skins, pretending to be human. Oh, I like 
What what are humans like? Um, oh, oh, cricket. I like <laughs> driving and cricket. <laughs> Man, I don't know about you, but I love that Henderson bloke. He's a right stand-up cobber, isn't he? Yeah, that, that'll be the whole joke. The great, the hilarious gag is that no one no one realizes that it's that it's. It's not. It's Bigfoot, and it's he's, big... he's just like wearing an ill-fitting like skin suit made out of like yeah. several of the Henderson children, yeah, complete with faces and stuff still stuck on. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be a good movie. I would watch that. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, life-related things. I went to see Bill Bailey. Um, he's a stand-up comedian from, from the British. UK. Yeah, British stand-up. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. He's uh, very musically talented. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he was on Black Books. Yes, that's where I think he came to international fame. Mm. Was He's on also on Black QI Books. a lot as well. And if you don't know yeah. what QI is, you're one of our international listeners. Uh, I would we, recommend it. Yeah. I assume that you can. There is there would be a touch of intellectualism about you. Yeah, and I would recommend QI because well, it's, it's funny on, and informative. It's all on YouTube as well. Yeah, so there's no reason not to. It's it's a fun. If you're if you have a little bit of a intellectual bent to you then check it out because it's funny and informative as and it's answers. got uh, national treasure Stephen Fry as yeah. the host it's good stuff. it's very British but it's good um, British in a good way but yeah no he's he's very, uh, Bill Bailey is a, is a class actor he's kind of an all round entertainer um, he kind of reminds me of actually man. kind of reminds me a bit of the that old style sort of music hall comedy vaudeville, vaudeville. yeah yeah there's something of that and it's a great sort of tradition in British um, entertainment to have you know someone who's musically talented but also very very funny and um very intelligent and witty um and so he puts on a great show it's sort of like half of a it's sort of like half a comedy like a stand-up comedy show and half like a rock and roll gig you know and you end you leave with your ears sort of ringing a bit and you're but you're like yeah that was awesome you know so, so who did you go with uh, my parents actually yeah they, they got the tickets uh given to them oh that's know, nice um by um someone they go to church with believe it or not and um they're out of town and they were like oh hey you guys have this i know you, you, this is up your alley um i was gonna go with my wife my dad was gonna take me and my wife but my wife fell ill yesterday it was the worst timing um but she was just too ill to leave the house so um in my wife's place um dad took um his wife my mother so uh, <laughs> his wife my mother yeah I like so that that's that should be a um a title of a book his wife that, 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 comma, that would make a great 1970s bbc sitcom yeah his yeah. wife my mother yeah that's right it's a it's a, uh, in the vein of Dad's army. Who'd have thunk it? Uh, so that was that was great. Um, that was his last gig in Australia. So he yeah, he of, does seem to come to Canberra a lot. He does. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he made a good joke. He said every time I come here, uh, there's a different prime minister. Which is, <laughs> if you're in Australia, that's a very funny joke. But um, yeah, he does come here a lot. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure he'll be around next time. I, I'm, I'm keen to see more because he was very very funny. I'm not going to bother like repeating any more of his material because it's it's not it's copyrighted well, why, one. you know i'm not going to do a good job of it so. yeah yeah uh that was that was fun um that's kind of been it for me really yeah. just took taking care of my my wife my baby has been ill recently as well poor thing so uh, i took yesterday off from work to look after them so i'm kind of um a bit uh sort of burning the candle from both ends but you know what's new really yeah me. i mean yeah. so some of these podcasts you might you might understand have, are really popping sometimes mm. and some of them are a little bit more subdued mm. and we look forward to this all week but sometimes when we get to that that moment of recording it's like mm. we realize that it's you know it's like 9 p.m on a friday night we're, we're full of pizza and yeah. we've had a couple of beers and we just go 
I really want to do this and we're going to do this. Mm. But my energy levels after yeah. like a long week of work just aren't always there. Yeah. And, you know, if this was our professional job, <laughs> yeah. if you want to pay us for this, we'll yeah. be on we'll be on point <laughs> all the time. Was, we will be drunk off our asses for yeah, you. Yeah. But I think this is a bit more of a low-key episode, which is probably a good thing because last week's episode was very, very high well, energy. Yeah, yeah. Well, last yeah. last episode, not last week, so it's like two weeks ago now. Yeah. But, uh, it's, yeah that episode was off the... Just, it was just off... The, off the planet. Yeah. It was Out of the solar system. Yeah. Out of the multiverse. That, it was insane. <laughs> I think it had something to do with the fact that we, like, there is this point mm. where you have so little sleep. Yeah. That all of a sudden everything is hilarious. Yes. Especially John Scatman or Scatman John. Scatman John. No, John Scatman is his, is his actual, is his actual name. <laughs> his name's Larkin, isn't it? That's right. But for the purposes of comedy. Yes, yes. If you can, if you can call this comedy. Um, yes, Sorry, I'm not exactly the most high energy, hilarious, entertaining force right now, but oh, Rob, that's okay. You never are. Yeah, that's right. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Zing, zing! I totally zinged you. you. Got me good, my boy. All right. Well, what about you, AC? What have you been up to? Well, let's start with your Christmas plans, shall we? Let's Christmas follow the same plans? format you did with me. Well, that would be games first, but uh, my Christmas plans are get me Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be May's first Christmas. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, it's it'll be interesting because she's not quite at the age to understand anything at all in the entire world, mm. and not only that, she's blind. So mm. I, I, you know, there's there are several questions that we don't know the answers to until she starts growing up and communicating with us in like in more than incredibly basic ways. Yeah, yeah. As well, uh, so it's you know my Christmas plans are basically uh, by the time you listen to this, mm. uh, dear people on the interwebs. In the people in internet land. Yes. I like that phrase better. Lovely people. The lovely, lovely people. Lovely people in internet land. Mm-hmm. I will actually already be in Japan. Mm. Um, so we've rented a an apartment because I can't stay at the farm because of cats and the fact that I almost died once. <laughs> it's it's funny, but also very scary. Yeah, it was yeah. it was like three days of like me being absolutely miserable mm. and then I almost died. And yeah. it was like it was kinda of like, oh, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. Actually, I'm beginning to find it difficult to breathe and talk and, oh my god, I think I was actually more worried about my talking. Because, mm. like, I love talking. Yes. I don't know if you know this at home. In your car, on the train, on the job. <laughs> on the job. I love... <laughs> on the job. On I the love... job, on the John. Oh, that's that's a weird sexual position. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's called the double job. Yeah. <laughs> this man loves to talk and I think you would probably go a little bit mad if you couldn't. Uh, I did. Yeah. I did. It was. It was a very. That, I mean, that, that at that particular time in my life, it was not the easiest time for me either. Like, I, I had a very hard year. I think I actually had a cancer scare. Oh god! Like my dad had cancer, and then I had like a bunch of tests, and they said, "Oh, it's not looking good." And they came back and said, "Oh no, no, our, our mistake. Everything's fine." Mm. I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it! I just ah ah." <laughs> and then it was like my dad was like very sick. Yeah, mm. uh, he he beat cancer. Cancer was never going to kill my dad. Mm. In fact, my dad's the kind of person that is probably going to go out and hunt cancer. <laughs> He's going to have a very tiny little sniper gun. He's, He's going to go off on yeah. top of roofs. and Anyway, that's actually, that's very cute. My dad with a tiny sniper rifle. Just a tiny little, teeny little sniper rifle. I got you now, cancer. Just like, it just has Sniper Rifle Jr. written on it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> sorry, if you, if you know my father, Glenn Campbell, yeah. that is kind of hilarious. Because yeah. he, he would probably do something like that. <laughs> um... So, I will be in an apartment. It's not a big apartment, mm-hmm. but it's... Are we talking not big by Australian standards or not big by Japanese mm, standards? You know, it's it's difficult because it has kind of 
a common family room and then another room, which would be the bedroom, I guess you could call. Okay. Um, mm. I don't know if they're separated by a door or not. Mm. I've, I've mm. only seen the, the kind of the, the rough floor plan. Yeah. But, you know, it has a bathroom, and which you'd want. Yeah. <laughs> and a shower and a bathtub. and Bonus points. Uh, yeah. well, this is Japan. It's some, some of these things are combined in odd ways. Let me just say that. Wait. Do <laughs> you don't want to know? You do not want to know. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's just say that a six-to time you apartment is quite small. Oh dear. And uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to spending time with uh, my wife Maria mm. and of course my daughter May. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just hoping that there's enough separation that when they want to have some rest and I want to have some rest, we can be separate. Sure. We can all rest together. You know, if uh, it, it, because I don't sleep very well and. You know, in Australia, I have a very nice, very nice kind of comfort bed, mm. which has like three different layers of springs and foam. And like, it, you know, if other people in the bed turn around, mm. you know, turn over, it doesn't dis- disturb the people. Uh, in the one of the, bed. the uh, what do they call it? The, um, I used to know all this because part of, sort of off topic, but I used to work in a bedding store <laughs> and also, um, and also some of my work. That's also called a brothel. Some of the work that I do in my current job that I can't actually talk about. Particularly, did involve becoming rather an expert on mattresses for some reason. So, once um, again, a brothel. You have like what are those like independent coil spring? Like the um, what do they call it? The, the yeah, yeah, pocket, it's got like pocket springs. Yeah, it's got pocket springs, yeah. and it's got so it's 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 all designed so I don't nobody disturbs me. I don't disturb them because sometimes mm. I just lay awake and then just go. I'm just gonna basically either be awake so long that I eventually faint, or I'll, I'll be just bored and eventually fall asleep. That's mm. usually how I get to sleep. <laughs> um, but, you know, in Japan, it's just futons on the ground and it'll be either incredibly whole, cold mm. uh, or we'll be really worried about uh, May being very cold. So we'll turn on, like, the air conditioning to full ball and it'll be too hot. Right. Because <laughs> babies, you know. Mm. So I don't know what the uh, apartment is like yet. Mm. Um, but I am looking forward to spending time with everyone and my mother-in-law. I'm looking forward to seeing her and all my my wife's relatives. Hmm. Now, in the next town over, yes, there is a big, long, nice street that okay. has some of my favourite things in the world on it, hmm. and that is Hard Off. Now, I know what you're thinking, brothel, but it's not a brothel. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like the opposite of a hard-on. Yeah, I mean, you, you think it's a funny name, but then you think, well, well, what's funny about it? Like, it's got, it's got hard <laughs> and it's got off on it. Like, you get off and you get a hard-on. But that's like, you combine you combine those two and it's not that funny. No. It's it's kind of weird. So, it's a second-hand store. Oh. Uh, or, or in Japan, they call them recycle shops. And they have the mm. junk section where they just have a whole bunch of old Famicom, Super Famicom... Uh, you know, sometimes Mega Drive stuff, like old video game consoles, you know, PS1, PS2 games, mm. just in big tubs for very, very cheap, which mm. you can just root through and see what you can find. Cool. So there's one that's about a 10-minute drive. Okay. Uh, so I'm guessing that when Maria and May need to go out one day, they'll probably have the car, so I'll just have to walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it'll be worth it, damn it, in the cold, in the cold you snow, without shoes. the snow. Yep, yep. Uh, I will have shoes, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully hopefully they won't take those, because I'll just go there, and I just yeah. spend a day in the junk section, just like going through almost every single game, putting it into a basket, and I love the expression of the people at the end, because mm. like, here's this, this this big, burly, six foot tall, six foot one, 184 centimetres in Japan. Well, to them, that's an absolute giant. Absolute yeah. giant. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a little bit above average in height in Australia, mm. and when I get there, like, I'm, I'm obviously much bigger than them in every way. Mm. 
Um, they'll, they'll just look at me and I've just got this like little basket of Famicom games and go, hee hee hee, that was fun. And they're going, this guy's kind of scary. <laughs> Please leave our store without a fuss. <laughs> they follow you around the store like full of suspicion. Like, No, no, they don't. What because they, they know, because I sit there, like, mm. because like sitting down in a store in Japan is not something you should, you really, people, anyone really does. Mm. But I just plonk my ass right down there and go through the Famicom games one by one. Sometimes <laughs> there are hundreds of these buggers. Yeah. No, that's cool. And so I'm looking forward to a day of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on that street is uh, Koko Ichiban, ah. which is the best curry restaurant in the world. Japanese mm-hmm. curry. I love Koko Ichiban so much. So I have an uh, international driver's permit. This is the first time I've driven in Japan because I've never needed to before. Mm. I always caught the train. I'm a little nervous because I'm hoping it doesn't snow because... Uh, I've never driven in the snow before. I'm a pretty good driver. Do Japanese... Do Japanese... In Japan, yes. do they drive on the left or the right? On the left. Oh, good. Okay. Like us. Yeah. Like, like sane people. Yeah. The exactly. right. The, yeah. They drive the correct way. Yes, that's right. I think I think the, the very... I can't remember the very first cars drove on the left or the right. I can never remember that. No. Um, there is a... So that street also has another couple of recycle shops and what we're actually doing for Christmas Day. Okay. We're doing it for Christmas Day now. Uh, you know, we I have we have a, a few people in Japan who understand this concept, mm-hmm. and I've probably talked about this concept before. Right. But on Christmas Day in Japan, we are going to have Kentucky Fried Chicken. Nice. Isn't that a tradition in like Asia? It like, is. Well, yeah. in Japan, okay. I don't think in all of Asia, uh, yeah. but certainly in Japan because of uh, Christmas with the Colonel campaign when they first started in the seventies. Yes, 70s. that's right. I heard about this. So yeah, and you know what the oddest thing is like I've done this a couple of times before, and I don't actually I like. KFC burgers mm. more than I like. Yeah, I like a zinger a lot. I love a good zinger. Yeah, I don't have the zinger in Japan, and I don't oh, usually no. like chicken on the drumstick because mm. it seems like a waste of. I don't know, like it, it seems like a ripoff because like half of it's bone. Yes, and like, like you know strenuous and stuff. It doesn't feel like you're getting your money's worth, and then you, if you bite into the bone too hard, it like hurts your teeth and stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm worried I'm gonna like swallow a small piece of bone and it's gonna kill me or something. <laughs> yeah. even though that never happens. Yeah. It's like no, 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 I want a burger because that's like maximum meat. Yeah, it's just all good. You can eat. You can eat the you whole eat thing. Everything. You don't have yeah. to worry about getting. You know, like accidentally swallowing an entire bone. Yeah, which I don't think would happen. But you know, it, it seems more efficient to me. Sure. But you know, we will probably actually have a genuine bucket OKFC for Christmas. Nice. Yeah. And um, so you know, that's that's basically my upcoming trip. I've got a list of games that I'm going to look for. Okay, these are games that are on your wish list. Yeah, so these games, I can't even remember what half of them are because what happens is I watch YouTube videos and go, oh my god, that game looks awesome. So I write it down on this list and mm. then I forget what it's about. <laughs> so these aren't all Japanese games, but I'll, I'll read you out my selection. Okay. I've got uh, Master of Darkness. Okay. You've heard of that game? No. It is a Sega Master System game, okay. so not a Japanese game. Uh, it is kind of like um, Castlevania. Okay. For the NES, not as far. Sorry, for the um, for the Master, Master System, system. Mm. it's not quite as good. Yeah. Uh, and the buttons are asked about, but is that sort of a thing? It is. It is good. It, mm. There are some redeeming features for it. I just want the original of that. Okay. Uh, Parodius for the Sega Saturn, which is like a near arcade port. I have heard of Parodius. We've we've played that. We've played the arcade. That must as well. be why I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Panzer Dragoon, uh, Panzer's Dragoon One for Sega Saturn. Okay. Um, Darius Gaiden for the Sega Saturn. Okay. Uh, 
Knuckles Chaotix, which was like the only 2D platformer for the 32X. Wow, okay. And I have most of the other, like, Sonic games. And apparently it's okay. It's not a great game. But Mm. if I ever see it for cheaper in Japan... Mm. Because, of you know, usually games are cheaper in Japan. I might buy that one in Japan. Okay. Because it's too expensive anywhere else. Sure. Um, let's see. Makemura, which is Ghosts and Goblins. Uh-huh. But for the Wonderswan. I want to get the Wonderswan the version. The Wonderswan version. Really? Which is a portable version, yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, let me see. Uh, Teyande, which is uh, Samurai Pizza Cats. <laughs> awesome. For the Famicom. Uh, it's a good game. Like, I've got it on my... Re- Freak, mm. not the most legal of ways, but I wanted to try it out. <laughs> I tried it and I went, I actually want the original of that game. Cool. It, it's, it seems pretty cool. I loved that cartoon mm. growing up. Like, I just have, I have a lot of fondness for that cartoon. And it may not be well deserved, mm. but my memory of that cartoon was that it was very unusual and very funny. And, um, yeah, so I have a lot of fondness for Samurai Pizza It's very yeah. irreverent, I think. Yes. Like, they, they really don't take themselves too seriously. No. And they, they kind of make fun of, like, the English dub mm. was re-edited and recut, so it's a very different sort of story, apparently. Yeah, I'm not sure whether the the Japanese version is has quite the same I think it was appeal. a parody to a certain extent, but it took itself a bit seriously, but the, the English version... Yeah. Just, just went, ah, oh, fuck this. We'll yeah. just do whatever we want. I think they knew that this was something that people would be like, lol, what? Yeah. So they just decided to, you know, double down on it and uh, and just be really silly. And it, it worked. I mean, yeah. my memories of that show were like, this is the fu- one of the funniest, weirdest things I've seen. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of other games. Uh-huh. Uh, Yoshinoya. <clears throat> okay. Now, Yoshinoya is a restaurant, like a kind of like a fast food beef bowl restaurant in Japan ah. for the PS2. And there's also a Kokoichi Banya Curry House Game for the PS2 as well. Oh my god! I want you want these these games. Adver gaming. Yeah, I really do. I really, I love Kokoichi Bun so much. I actually want to buy all their paraphernalia. That is how much I love that restaurant. (laughs) Wow, you like, you know, you're not, you're not normally the kind of person that would go to bat for a brand. No, but Kokoichi Bun, I would buy their (laughs) T-shirts. I would bathe in their sauce if you gave me enough sauce. Now, now, now. Okay, I know what you're thinking out there. He wouldn't do that, but he would. If someone out there buys me enough Koku Ichiban pork-flavoured sauce into a bathtub, I will take a bath in it and hopefully smell like that for the rest of my life. Oh, God. Next thing you know, one of our fans is going to send you, like, like several, several like, crates do it, full of... Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Oh, All right, um... Uh, I'll get through this quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I want Pocket Fighters for the Saturn, Sega mm-hmm. Saturn. Uh, Pocket Fighters, of course, Capcom game, really cool. Yeah. Uh, and Spartan X2, which is actually Kung Fu 2 for the... It's only available for Famicom uh, rather than the NES. We've played that, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yes. It's, it's one of the Black Box original NES titles. It's, it's a great game. Yeah. So, you know, this is just something that I keep scratching down now and again, and I think, yeah, I'll get that. Mm. The only other game on here is like a Vita game called uh, Saturday Morning RPG, which is kind of like an 80s RPG that's available uh, for the for the Vita. And apparently it's a really, really good game, but it's quite rare to get on card, like hmm. the physical version. Okay. But I kind of want it. Cool. I'm, I'm thinking it's got a, a lot of great reviews, and usually, as you know, I'm not a big RPG fan, but... This kind of looks like it would hit a lot of buttons for me. Okay. But other than actually playing games in the past couple of weeks, I've played mostly uh, Game Boy games. Oh, fair enough. 
Um, I've set up my new games room. I put the projector on, put some stuff on the projector, like a bit of YouTube and some giant bomb stuff. And then mm-hmm. I just, while I'm watching that, I just kind of like twiddle around on some, some Game Boy games. So cool. Nothing really solid. Nothing really noteworthy. No, I'm, I'm kind of like half my mind is actually on wanting in a pack to take to Japan mm. because, okay. So here's the logistics. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. All right. So we can take 23 kilos of luggage, but with two bags. Okay. Which is great. Except we have a baby. Yeah. So, you know, one person is going to have to take the baby. Other person is going to have to take all the luggage. Oh, dear. So, I don't think I can take two bags on the way over. There's, yeah. There's, there's not... It's not a... Because we're going to have to travel around. When we get there, we have to catch a whole bunch of different trains and carry our bags upstairs. Mm. So, I have to be very lenient on the way. But on the way back, I'm coming back by myself. Ah... Uh. So pack a light and then bring back a whole horde of crap. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to actually buy another suitcase while I'm over there <laughs> and just fill it full of games. Oh, that'll be funny. Not only that, but I'll probably buy so many games that mm. I'll probably actually have to ship some back in like a sea box, in like a sea mail box, <laughs> which is like my tradition of, I can't remember what I give my get myself and yeah. then I get it. It's kind of like Christmas because I go, oh, well, I remember buying this. Awesome. It's the gift you give to yourself. Yes, because I'm a selfish bastard. <laughs> and that's the spirit of Christmas. Damn tootin'. Right. Um, so lastly, I'll just mention that I am coming back before my wife yes. and child. I will be back around the 23rd of January. Mm. And I will be by... Because my wife is staying with... Um, with her mother, mm-hmm. and May, of course, is going to be staying with her. Sure. It's a bit of an unfortunate situation, but yeah. I understand why it needs to happen, especially yeah. after the passing of her father. So, I'm going to have to come back because I have to go to work, mm-hmm. which is going to be quite difficult. But, I'm going to try and look on the bright side of this. Yes. The bright side of this mm-hmm. is I'm going back to my bachelor roots, baby. That's right. So, I want, I want everyone out there to think about, if you have any suggestions for me... Uh, and maybe if you tweet suggestions at me, or if I come up with my suggestions, like maybe with the first podcast when I come back, uh-huh. I'll say, this is what I'm going to hope to accomplish <laughs> okay. during my newfound bachelorhood of six weeks. So bachelor goals? Yeah, hashtag, bachelor goals. Hashtag bachelor goals. Cricket hack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We'll send your tweets to at prodatelli. That, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy to take on any suggestions. I, won't, I might not necessarily do all suggestions because, you know, internet suggesting me do things is probably not the best idea. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of like just the worst people on the internet coming at you with these terrible ideas. But yeah, so I've got yeah. I've got a whole bunch of stuff going that is about to happen in my life. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. At the moment, it's like boring logistics of, oh, what am I going to pack? It needs to be under 23 kilos. Mm. I have one of those baggage measuring things. Oh, so it's going really? to be like precisely to 23 kilos. Oh, my gosh. Let's just hope that your um your scale is like calibrated with the one that's at the at the airport. Because if it's like 0.1 kilos like, They'll over, charge like, me 30 bucks for yeah. like an extra gram or something like that. Lousy bastards. Yeah, they'll do it too. All right. Do you actually have a quiz for me? I do. I have a Christmas-themed quiz for you for this, our Christmas special. So, uh, let's uh, ring in the new year or something. No, that's not right. Let's uh, bring the Christmas cheer. There you are. With a uh, Christmas-themed quiz for this, the Christmas special. I'm going to murder Santa. So I've actually come to a bit of a realization recently. I've been seeing a lot of modern games, mm. and I don't know. I'm I'm kind of there's a bit of me that's kind of like edging, going, you know, 
Retro games are good and everything, but maybe you should edge towards some of the newer ones. <laughs> um, oh dear. I know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, the thing is that, like, on my PC, on my brilliant gaming PC, which I don't get to play <laughs> because it's right outside the baby's room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but every time they're out for, like, you know, a couple of hours, mm. uh, my wife goes to lunch or something with her friends, with mm. the baby, because everyone wants to see the baby. I turn it on and I just bl- bask in the glow. So I don't think I would become a modern console gamer. Yeah. But I'm really edging towards, if it wasn't so damn expensive, and sometimes it's not because of Steam sales and stuff, Yeah, yeah. become a modern PC gamer. And I know, you know, I still have a tendency to go go towards retro-themed, you know, like, pixel art sort of stuff, but... Yeah. Some of the some of those modern games are starting to tempt me a little bit. Like, Doom was like a big kind of turning point where I go, Mm. I can do this. I really like doing this. This mm. is a fun game. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, like, as I said, I don't think I'm going to buy a PS4 or an Xbox One. Sure. But as soon as I get my PC set up in the other room, surround sound, all that good stuff, oh, I'm thinking. Maybe this period without your family around will be your, like, d- you know, taking a dive into the world of, of modern PC gaming. I think um, that might be it. I've got a lot of stuff, like, there's a whole lot of retro RPGs and stuff I know I should be playing, mm. but that PC is calling me, mate. Like, that yeah. PC is, like, going, play me, AC, play me. Well, there's a lot of good stuff. And one thing, like, the double-edged sword of Steam is that there's just tons of games to choose from. And that can be a bad thing and a good thing, because there's a lot of shit on there. Oh, yeah. But there's also, like, a lot of gems amongst the shit that you have to root through the shit to find, yeah. you know. But that's why I, I welcome suggestions, and yeah. I'll, I'll take a look at stuff first, and then go, ah, it's not for me. But sometimes I'll play something and go, you know what? Mm. This is this is to my level. All right. Well, maybe in, in amongst all those bachelor, like, bachelor goals tweets, like... You know, eat six pizzas and then drink three bottles of, of scotch and then roll around on the floor like a degenerate monkey. Um, there might be a couple of ones like, maybe play this game. Or degenerate monkey is also called Australia Day. Yeah. Like, maybe you might want to play blah, blah, blah or something. I don't know. I'll leave yeah. it up to you to decide. No, no, no. It was just a revelation I had recently mm. where I just, I really enjoy playing my PC. I mean, if I had a an Xbox One or a PS4, mm. I would enjoy playing those as well. But yeah. when I have like a this expensive PC, which I don't use much, yeah. like I, I kind of tend to gravitate towards that rather than any, you know, like a modern console. I think you should get, try and get your money's worth out of it. Um, and like the thing uh, is that PC gaming is where it's at, as far as I'm concerned. Like yeah. mo- moving forward, I think PC is the way of the future. Is so. your PS4 even hooked up at the moment? Not, no, because our old TV unit was had didn't have um, doors. So everything that I put in there was exposed and the baby could just grab it and just grab hold of it mm. and throw it on the ground, stomp on it or whatever she wants to do. So they've been packed away. But actually Meg said to me that we've got this new TV unit now and it's got doors on it. Meg is pretty sure... That the baby is not intellectually capable of figuring out how to open those doors yet. That probably excludes you as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. But I'll get her to help me. Um, <laughs> so I'm thinking I might actually hook them up again. And maybe one night. Maybe even tomorrow. On me birthday. Yeah. Um, play, birthday. Some, play, some play, play some PlayStation. You know, nice. I've, been, I've been keen to, um, to replay um, the Uncharted games. And then get myself Uncharted 4. That's been one of my sort of long-term goals for a while now. You know, so, I've, I'm very rarely um, tempted by con- like modern console games, mm. but that Last Guardian, I don't know, something yeah. about it, like just watching some YouTube videos of it kind of tickled my fancy, and I'm not really sure why. It I think it's, looks, it's... It looks fun. It looks not too demanding, like you can kind of take your time with it a bit. Yeah, I think there's something there because it, it's it's simple but beautiful, mm. you know? Um, so that that might be up your alley in a big way. Yeah, it might be, yeah. I think there's that a... PlayStation exclusive though, it is. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. all right. It, it is made yeah. by Sony, so you know, and it's been in development for like twenty years or yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah. So maybe not twenty, but close to. 
maybe um you look i might pick it up at some stage um, and you can come over and have a go. That'd be good. Yep, I would love to have a go because I will be around here a bit more. Like with my family gone, it's like I'm gonna go around and bother Rob because you live just down the street from me. Yeah, look, I'm sure that'll I'm sure that'll be fine. So, um, you door, open door policy, um, except for after nine o'clock when we're sleeping. All right. <laughs> um, so right, let's go. Let's let's quiz this baby up. All right. So, um, because it's Christmas and all that crap. Uh, I decided to um, put together a Christmas-themed quiz for you. Now, this is there's no real structure to this. It's just a, a quiz about Christmas in video games. Now, it's ten questions. Okay. True or false? All you right. know how we do things yep. with Game Life Balance Australia. Simple. Yeah. True or false? That's all we can ever really come up with for these bloody quizzes. So, are you ready to play uh, an untitled quiz about Christmas in video games? Go <laughs> untitled quiz. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I just realised I had no title for it. <laughs> Simpsons. Oh, wait a minute. Um, all right. Question number one. In the infamous and controversial first-person shooter, Postal 2, mm-hmm. there is a Christmas event which involves breaking into Santa's village at the local mall to smoke crack cocaine in the elves' workshop. True. Uh, that's false. Actually. I made that one up. Really? Yes, I made that one up. Although that it's sounds be- like it's that's like the most believable thing ever yeah. with that stupid game. Yeah, it's a very dumb game. Um, it's like they tried to go controversial. Yeah. It just turned out silly. It just yes, it, it just ends up looking like someone tried to get that South it, Park it, humor, that good South Park humor going. It looks like it a fourteen-year-old made it. Didn't work. Like an angry, so. an angry white male fourteen-year-old. When I was young, when I was. A young mucker in my, yep. in my early 20s. I thought that game was hilarious. I bet you did. Uh, nowadays, I'm like, what was I thinking? But, um, you know, look, it, there are very few games where you can smoke crack and pee on people. <laughs> so, for, you know, apart from maybe Conkers. From what I understand, Conkers... <laughs> you can make, I have Conkers, you, you know. You might be able to do that. We might actually be able to like, um, do that as a featured game one day. Maybe Conkers is like the Nintendo Postal too. Anyway, we'll think about that a bit later. Uh, question number two. Uh, in Metal Gear Solid 3... Metal Gear Solid 3. Sorry, I'm slurring my speech. Yeah. You can get a Santa suit and go around murdering people dressed as Santa. Is that true or false? True. That's true. It is downloadable content, uh, but it is it is true. You can play the game dressed as Santa. Why would you? But Because it'll make you really easy to spot, I assume, in the jungle. <laughs> but, um, because that game has the whole, like, camouflage system going yeah it, it, it is a stealth game so it's like yeah, yeah. You know, they go oh my god it's Santa yeah oh god he's got a gun that would be funny <laughs> if they reacted that way they're like yay they start clapping he's got presents for oh, oh my god yeah yeah a present I want a bullet too yes alright well on a similar bent um, question number three in Hitman Blood Money there is a mission set at a Christmas party one of the NPCs is dressed as Santa Enabling you to go around murdering people dressed as Santa. True or false? Uh, was that the third game or second game? Uh, that was the fourth. fourth I believe game. the fourth. Mm, you know, they probably reach game. it. I'm going to say true. That is true. Yes, you can. Uh, you can do that. It's uh, it's a really fun level, actually. One, and yeah, one of the ways to be... Have it. you played it? Oh, yeah. Hitman Blood Money I've played numerous times. It's, it's possibly my favorite hitman game i haven't played enough of the new one to really be able to judge but the new one seems like it could dethrone hitman blood money um yeah the more i see that the more i think that i like mm. watching it and then something kind of twigged in me and i kind of went is this available for pc i know it's episodic oh, and I was just kind of going, yes it is going, oh like it's just like it's I, so I, easy I, to join ac it's so easy oh to no <laughs> like i'm already a pc gamer but there's, yeah. the, there's, this, there's this door that's slowly 
opening wider and wider for mm, me and it's like mm. i don't have the money yeah so i need to be very selective about what i choose yeah. to do well i mean the thing with the episodic so content basically what you're listening here is the corruption the Look, modern gaming corruption of ac yeah i'm not going to be the satan on your shoulder too much but um hitman is very good mm. and if you like games that are both violent but also make you think then that's a good one um okay yeah yeah i like i, uh, I like violence and you have to sort of, it's like a puzzle game hitman mm. so Puzzle game where you kill people, basically. Uh, Question number four. Yep. In the failed MMORPG, The Matrix Online, Mm. there was a Christmas event called Merry Matrix. All it did was decorate the game world with Christmas lights, Christmas trees, and present boxes, but it was detested by fans. Detested by fans of the game. I'm going to say false. Because in certain areas, the background music was permanently switched to a cheesy version of Jingle Bells played on loop. False. Yes, false. I made false. that up. I made that up. <laughs> I just, uh, I just don't think. Like, I mean, the the thing about what I, the Matrix Online, mm. is that it tried to take itself seriously mm. and failed. Yes. And yeah. then during that failure, I don't think their thoughts were turning to, we need a Christmas a level, fun, <laughs> cheesy Christmas yeah. themed event. No, uh, <laughs> it's a merry Matrix Christmas. <laughs> Uncle Santa Neo. Oh God. Um. Alright, question number five. We're going to need presents. Lots of presents. <laughs> oh, gosh. Open your presents. Uh, Mr. What's it? Anderson. What is it? Mr. Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Thank you. Open your presents, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> he has a very weird delivery. He does, doesn't he? He's a good bloke, though. That old Hugo Weavings. <laughs> um, old Huey, as we call him. Uh, question number five. In Stardew Valley, mm. on the 25th day of winter, yep. the town holds an event called Feast of the Winter Star, which is basically Christmas, but with weirdly pagan overtones. True. Yes, true. That is true. I just, I just like to think... I like to think the reason they, they couldn't lock down a Christmas celebration mm. is because someone's finally copyrighted Christmas. Yeah. And every time you have to say it, you have to pay... One shiny dollar yeah, to, to the Easter Buddy. I was going to say, like, you have to sell, you have to give five bucks to Coca-Cola Corporation, but sure. Um, yes, no, Feast of the Winter Star. It's really weird. He talked to someone in town about, like, why they celebrate this thing. He talks about how, like, oh, the spirit of winter comes and does this thing. And it's like... Spirit this, of winter comes? Wow. This sounds a lot like paganism. <laughs> <laughs> or YouTube. Oh, yeah. sorry. What? what you, you porn. Yeah. You, red porn? Red tube? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not good at... Naughty internet badness. Yes, thank you. I was really hoping I'd hit something there, and I just didn't. I just... Oh, it's so sad that I don't know that. Like, oh, it'd be probably sadder if I did know it, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's sad anymore. Yeah. I don't know. The internet's such a weird place now. What's acceptable and what's not? Who's to say? Uh, question... Morality? Not I don't us. Know. It's all not, relative, not, right? Not, not us to say. Question number six. Mm-hmm. Question number six. In Shenmue... You can run across a fairly unconvincing mall Santa running around town who wish you a Merry Christmas and give you stupid advice. True. Like, maybe try eating hamburgers true, 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 or true, buying true, flowers. True, 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 true. Let me finish my question. No. True, yes, true, yes. You can find... A, he's a pretty dodgy Santa, really, but... No, he's an advertisement. So they actually yeah. do have those in Japan. Yeah. Like, they hand out flyers or, like, they're holding a sign saying... Maybe you want to go to the CD store and buy an album of you know, music. go to jewellery store and, like... Because in Japan... Uh, Christmas isn't isn't a holiday per se. Yeah. You don't get the day off. Yeah. 
um, but it, it's still it's like pure capitalism. But it's <laughs> it's marketed towards young children and couples. Yes, yes. So couples, you know, it's like you propose to your to your girlfriend on Christmas Day. She'll never forget it. It's yeah. like, you know, it sounds like a trap. Yeah, a trap if ever I heard one. That's something I touch on a bit later in this quiz, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll move on for now. Oh, I think my baby might be awake. Apologies if you hear a baby crying in the background. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll just persist because we're yep. almost finished here. And then okay. she can sleep. Uh, question number seven. In the original game of The Sims, uh, when you get the Live and Large expansion, if you purchase a Christmas tree and leave a plate of cookies out, Santa will visit your house. False. No, that's true. That actually does work. And in, in, in the later Sims games, they actually kept that tradition up. Uh, in Sims 2, he actually leaves presents. You know what? I had a feeling it was true, but I thought it was too obvious. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought it, it, that, that's the exact sort of thing that Sims would do, so thus it's a trick question, but obviously it wasn't. But it's funny, because I never, I never found that out myself. Um, I, I played a lot of Sims 2, and I bought Christmas trees and put them in my house, but because I never cooked cookies, I never baked cookies and left them out, Santa never visited. So you have to have the cookies. That's a very important so, element. So, you know, in my household, when, mm. when I was very young and used to believe in Santa, mm. and even, like, after I found out that Santa was actually a big lie, which was, like, <laughs> at the age of six, I yeah. still pretended to my parents that I believed in him mm. so I would still get presents. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Like, we would always leave Santa a beer. <laughs> Which was obviously for my yeah. dad, and he'd like he'd down most of the beer when he was sitting out the present. There'd be like a little bit of beer. Oh, Santa's come because he's drunk the beer. And I thought this was the most normal thing in the world. Mm. It's like my American friends are going, "No, dude, it sounds like like Santa's Santa's like meant in like in some cultures is meant to be this pure good guy, but in yeah. Australia it's like, no, no, he's he's just a bloke who goes around doing the world a bit of good, delivering presents and having some of your beer. He pounds a six pack of beers and then just rides every house, rides a sled home blind. <laughs> But this seems like the most <laughs> natural, normal thing in the world to me. Like, that's what Australian Santa is, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Riding a surfboard. <laughs> Aussie Santa's kind of rad. Um, he's a party animal, basically. <laughs> All right, question number eight. Yep. In Animal Crossing, the original Animal Crossing, yep. on the GameCube, mm-hmm. uh, on the 24th of December, a reindeer in a Santa suit named Jingle shows up in your town and gives each villager a present. False. No, that's true. Damn it. That's true. Jinguru. Jinguru. In, in Japan. Jinguru. Japanese. In, in, Jap- in Japan language. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's been in all the uh, the Animal Crossing games, more or less. Um, I know nothing about Animal Crossing. It's a good game. No. It's good fun. Me. It's probably not up your alley. No, not really, no. No. It's kind of like The Sims, but everyone's, yeah. everyone's a cutesy animal. And um, you don't get to kill them or trapping them in the house. You probably don't want to know the way I play The Sims. Because everyone dies. Yeah. And I call that a success. <laughs> and my character... You're probably not the only one who plays The Sims that way. No, I'm sure it's not. But I make it my business to be a bad person. It's like I pretend like I'm God Mm. and and I want to punish all of these Sims who have done nothing wrong (laughs) other than be randomly generated in my world. That's right. For for the crime of existing, you must be punished. (laughs) Um, Question number nine. Yep. In GTA V, Grand Theft Auto V, there is an optional mission where Trevor the most psychopathic of the three main characters, dresses in a Santa outfit to infiltrate an office Christmas party and hands out bombs disguised as presents. False. Yes, that's false. That is Does false. Trevor, like... I, I, I kind of love that character. Mm. Like, 
he's the kind of character you shouldn't love, but you kind of love because like everything's wrong with him. But it, it, yeah. it, it wraps it up in this neat little package of everything's so wrong with this guy that it's like he's not realistic enough to be real. He is. He is the personification of you. When you were playing GTA 3 I think that's and Vice thing. City and San Andreas mm. and just running everyone over and shooting people in the head. and He knows he's yeah. in a video game and he knows that like there's no consequences to his actions. He has a cartoonish sort of a character. Yeah. And it would be appalling if it wasn't for the fact that it's so... He's like, amoral but not top. necessarily evil. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably a little bit evil. A but, little bit evil, yeah. but yeah. I mean, it's... I, th- I look at it as like this is a joke on people who play... And that is exactly how I GTA play GTA games. games. Yeah, yeah. All right, last question, is it? Question number 10. As you would know, and I've covered this already, but as you would know, AC, um, yeah. Japan, the J- Japanese version of Christmas is um, kind of like a couple's sort of a thing, yep. you know, or it's marketed that way. Uh, so, armed with that knowledge, is it true that in Persona 3, that's Persona 3, not 4, oh. you can take the party member of your choice... Out for a romantic Christmas Eve date. You see, I know everything there is to know about Persona 4. Actually, I don't. That's a lie. Like, <laughs> but playing a completionist game of Persona mm. must take so many damn playthroughs. Like, yeah. How can you do that? I don't think you can do that. Yeah. But you know what? Can you take can, your... Can you do it? I'm going to say true because I think that's when they started kind of do like kind of I think Persona 4 was like the full year sort of thing but I like to think that in the ones previous mm. they started doing that sort of life stuff yes a little bit more so well, I'm say true you'd be right Chris mm. in Persona 3 you uh, you can take your lovely lady or potentially bloke I don't know I didn't research that closely uh, out on a lovely Christmas Eve date so uh, there nice. you go alright so the uh, scores there AC7 Rob 3, so well done. You certainly know your Christmas-themed video game I things. really wish I... I was kind of hoping to fail that, so I could just say, Christmas sucks, I hate Christmas. The spirit of Christmas is with you, AC, and... I beat it... I beat it to death in an alley. <laughs> it's actually funny... Find a bar. It's funny how many of these, these Christmas-themed things and games involve murder. <laughs> but, um... That's video games for you, I guess. Yeah. We, just, we just like to kill I, I've been corrupted. It's murder simulators. That's what these are, is murder simulators. Especially that Harvest Moon, damn it. Corrupting our youth, yes, and that Animal Crossing. God, degenerate stuff, really. Uh, all right, well, that's that brings us to the end of uh, the Game Life Balance Australia 2016 Christmas special. So you won't be hearing from me and AC together in one podcast um, for a little while. About a month? Yeah. More than a month? But until then, we will be uh, posting episodes on the regular. Yes. Uh, so you are doing one with your wife yeah, in the so next th- couple of weeks? So the New Year's special mm-hmm. will be me and my wife ringing in the New Year. We'll be uh, casting our minds back over the year that's been. Uh, some of the highlights, the wacky, hilarious moments that made 2016 the delight. <laughs> the delight that I can't even finish the sentence. It's been such a bad year for the world. <laughs> oh god, we're all up the creek without a paddle. I cannot guarantee this, but in Japan, if I have enough time and and space and using my phone, I was thinking of doing a couple of guide in episodes. Maybe it'll just be me. Mm-hmm. Like maybe just like me talking about what I got that day or like talking about Japan or something like that. As I said, I don't know if I'll have the time. I have no idea what it's going to be like in Japan this time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit somber, I think, and I might be by myself sometimes. But, you mm-hmm. know, one night, maybe a couple of beers, turn on the microphone and there'll be no editing because I don't have a computer with me. But I might just upload that sound file directly to 
the uh, so it'll be kind of a stream of nonsense, I guess. But it'll be a guide and episode. So okay. you know, you know, keep keep your uh, keep your ears butchered for that, <laughs> because that's what's going to maybe happen. And yeah. on that note, Rob, read the copy. Oh God! Uh, all right, give me. The said copy. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. You can visit us on the web at gamelifebalanceaustralia.com where you'll find links to our podcast feeds, video content, and well, I'm not going to say blog posts because we don't really have any, but we do have links to our sister show in the US, so that's good. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, I'm at Reboarded. Andrew is at AC. AC is at. <laughs> you get so angry. What's your name? AC. I really don't like Andrew that much. <laughs> AC is at Prod Tally, and our official Twitter feed is at GLB Australia. Uh, if you enjoy our show, then please, please. We say this every time. Nobody's going to do it. Yeah, all right. Forget it. Uh, so don't bother doing anything. You know what? I'm if you actually... enjoy our show, just, just don't. Just sit there. Just sit there and don't complain. Sit there and listen and shut up. Eat your greens. And, um, I, you know what? I I can probably name most of the people who listen to this. And yeah. I am actually going to go to them don't one by one and say, don't have you them. given us a positive review? Because if you haven't, then fuck you. Seriously. <laughs> but, we, we produce this for you. But the problem is, you what, they'll, you, what they'll say to you is, you don't deserve a positive review. <laughs> and I'll say, you're damn tootin', but say it to my face. Yeah. God, this is this is really getting long in the tooth. It really is. We, uh, need to, we need to end this. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the new year uh, for Game Life Balance episode twenty <laughs> twenty three twenty three twenty three. Yeah. Wow. All right. Cool. See you then. But, you know, if, it, if the world does burn, at least we'll be there to watch it with popcorn in our hands. Just... Hey, you know, we'll commentate when the world burns. Mm. Game Life Balance Australia will be there. Well, Game Life Balance will probably, like, US, Game Life Balance US will probably soft cocks, you know, on vacation somewhere. So no. listen to us instead of them. They won't. <laughs> if the world does burn, Game Life Balance US will be one of the, one of the first things to go. They'll be up against the wall Let's in the just revolution. say they might be at the epicenter of... <laughs> Whatever happens. But um, I, we are apolitical, of course, our podcast. We love all political... I've already got my eulogy for Cody ready, actually. Things. It's um... it's all fine. Everything's fine. It'll all be fine. Um, Here lies Cody. He was very tall. He liked lizards a lot. Possibly sexually. Had... Probably sexually. He had nice hair. Put that in. Add that. <laughs> okay. He had lizards in his hair. His, his hair was nice, but looked a bit like anime.